Welcome to today's special episode of Fan Faces. Today we'll be talking about the NFL divisional rounds of playoffs and also Shannon Sharp's uh, <laughs> tussle against the, <laughs> the whole Memphis Grizzly squad and also Sierra Leone's uh, female football team. So uh, today's episode, Amadou Amadou the Great. I'll be on a solo dolo mission letting you guys know how I do. <laughs> But uh, let's get the show on the road. So we'll start off with uh, the NFL divisional rounds of playoffs. The first game I watched, the first game that I played over the weekend was also the first game of the divisional rounds was uh, against two divisional opponents, uh, the Eagles versus the Giants. The Eagles came out straight out the gate, very physical. They were like, they seemed to basically manage the pace of the game. They were doing anything and everything that they wanted. They kept the game going whichever direction they wanted it to go. The Giants seemed to not be able to do anything but play the game at the mercy of the Eagles. And the Eagles definitely flew all over the Giants and did whatever they wanted whenever they wanted. They jumped out straight out the gate to a 14-0 lead. And they left the Giants in the dust. The Giants seemed to not be capable to catch up until towards the end of the game there. It felt like watching that whole game, Daniel Jones was really an anchor for the Giants. He played well all throughout the year. He he was the leader of the team. He, he made sure that everything went smooth. But in this game, he was playing against a divisional opponent, and he seemed to not be able to put everything together to make sure that uh, they could possibly move on to the next round. And that really sucked for the Giants because being a New Yorker, I'm not necessarily a Giants fan. But if they did well, I would have been like, yo, props, baby. They worked out. They were doing their thing. But it seemed to not be the case. The Eagles were just manhandling them at the line of scrimmage and just doing whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted, however they wanted. Jalen Hurts, yeah, he came in the game hurt, but looked like nothing was getting to him. Everybody on the offensive line was playing physical football. Physical, physical, physical football. The whole NFC East this year seemed to be a physical division. And uh, it looked good for them. It looked good on the Eagles. But on the Giant, but the Giants, on the other hand, <laughs> none of the receivers could catch. Daniel Jones couldn't get out the pocket. And when he tried to run, there was always a spy. There was always somebody to break, down, to break him down or catch him or... T- you know, hit him. And the the Eagles, the Eagles coaching staff put a great defensive game plan together to just control Dan, Daniel Jones's movements. And they did very well with that. I was kind of shocked because when he played again, when Daniel Jones played against uh, the Minnesota Vikings, he looked like a gangbuster, man. He was going up and down the field on them. Every pass he threw, somebody was catching it. Every direction he looked or every direction he decided he wanted to run, there was open space for him. But in this game against the Eagles, he couldn't do nothing. They held him in check all game long. That was kind of surprising to me. Brian Dibble, the head coach of the Giants, we, I mean, I had the assumption that uh, he came in with a great game plan as well, but Daniel Jones just couldn't execute the game plan. The offense could not execute the game plan. They lacked in all phases of the offensive game plan. They couldn't move. They couldn't, they couldn't run. Saquon Barkley couldn't run. Daniel Jones couldn't run. Daniel Jones couldn't throw the ball. 
It just seemed like a disaster. It seemed like they really didn't belong in the playoffs after that game that I watched between the Giants and the Eagles. And keeping up with the topics of uh, the NFL divisional pl- divisional playoff round, the next game on the docket was between Kansas City and the Jags. So Kansas City is coached by Andy Reid, and the, ja- the Jags are coached by Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson is an Andy Reid disciple. And on a funnier note, <laughs> Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl before Andy Reid did. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with Philly. And that's just crazy. And Doug Peterson, after, you know, winning the Super Bowl, they didn't have quite the, you know, um, quite the same mojo after winning the Super Bowl. And they didn't do well for some time with Carson Wentz. And Doug Peterson ended up getting fired and ended up going, uh, ended up taking a year sabbatical. And then this year, 2021, well, last year, 2021, got hired by Kansas, got hired by Jacksonville Jaguars. I thought in my head this was going to be a super competitive game because you know your disciple, the teacher versus the disciple, and 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 Doug Peterson had also been there when Patrick Mahomes was drafted, and he coached him up a little bit actually. He worked with them, so I assumed that this you know there was going to be a little. I know how Patrick works, and I'm gonna give give that nod to the defense, and the defense is gonna crush Patrick, but that didn't happen at all. The worst thing that happened, the craziest thing that happened was Patrick got injured, I think a high ankle sprain, and that kind of slowed the game down. But yet somehow, some way, the Chiefs came together, uh, came, came out with a win. I thought for sure once Patrick was hurt that the Chiefs offensive staff besides uh, Travis Kelsey's in my mind, I feel it's pretty pedestrian. They got Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, flamed out the year before. Yeah, flamed out the year before uh, with the Philadelphia, not the Philadelphia, with the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I thought, you know, he's going to come over here. He's not going to do too well, but he had a pretty good year. And in this game, once Patrick Mahomes got hurt, he couldn't push off his leg for a little bit there. It seems like Kansas City was in trouble and the Jacks were going to stomp all over them, but that wasn't the case. Doug Peterson's game plan wasn't working. Why wasn't it working? <laughs> because Trevor Lawrence wasn't executing as he should have, which was crazy to me because, you know, the week before Trevor, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence had a great game against the Chargers. He came back in the second half, made every throw, made every run that was needed. The running game was working. Everything was, you know, flawless, but it turned out that, uh, Week to week, things don't carry on in the NFL. And Trevor Lawrence kind of crapped the bed because uh, Steve Spagnolo, Kansas City's defensive coordinator, was all over Tr- Trevor Lawrence. And I felt that, you know, this was his game to shine. Patrick Mahomes wasn't playing too hot. And they were really, Kansas City was relying a whole lot more on the running game than the passing game. And some way, somehow, Andy Reid rallied the troops, got them together to make sure that, you know, they could put a win together. And they definitely put a win together. And I was uh, thoroughly surprised, truth be told. So I was thoroughly surprised, truth be told. I thought for sure the Jags, I mean, they have a bunch of first rounders. This was their opportunity to show up and show out against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, but they didn't. Travis Kelsey had a pretty great game. He pretty much carried the offense. He's uh, Patrick Mahomes' security blanket, and he they threw the ball to him like 14 times. He caught the ball 14 times for 90-something yards and two touchdowns. And Chad Henney came in in a relief of Patrick Mahomes for a little bit there. 
and Travis Kelsey caught a touchdown off Chad Henney, too. I was thoroughly surprised. I thought for a fact Patrick Mahomes is done. He wouldn't come back. Maybe they shot him up with some Toradol or something like that. And uh, <laughs> they're like, go play, old boy. You at 50% is better than most quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes at 50% is better than most quarterbacks at 100%. So he was their best, he was their best option, not Chad Henney. Well, I mean, they did good. Now uh, Patrick Mahomes get to go get to go do part two of uh, the AFC Championship with uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Speaking of the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, I, I just had an inkling about the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals when they had the game against Buffalo that didn't actually play. They were just aggressive out the gate. They believed in themselves so much that, I mean, they were testing Tredavious White first ball out the gate, going deep on him. And they weren't afraid of the Bills playing against the Bills. And they ended up with a win against the Bills. And they beat up the Bills in the trenches. The game looked easy for them. I don't know how. But the game looked easy for them. It's supposed to be... Well, not supposed to be. It was a home game against uh, the Bengals. Some way, somehow, Josh Allen did not look like Josh Allen. The Bills offensive line did not look great. The Bills defensive line could not do anything. But from anybody that's been paying attention to the Bills... From you know, from uh, basically they didn't look right after they had their bye week. After they had their bye week, they came back. The Bills defense did not look right at all. The Bills offense did not look quite right either. And the lack of running game, I feel like the lack of running game may be due to a weak offensive line. Probably destroyed is the reason why the Bills got destroyed in their home field with home field advantage, which is pretty freaking incredible. The Bengals underrated. They made it to um, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl last year, and they get another they get another chance again to make it to the Super Bowl again this year because it's gonna be the Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC in the AFC Championship, and in the NFC Championship it's gonna be Philadelphia versus the 49ers. The NFC Championship is gonna be very physical, whereas the AFC Championship. It's more finesse. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, the squad, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Cincinnati Bengals. They don't seem like smash mouth football teams. They seem to play more finesse, but they, let me take that back. The Bengals are deceiving. They play in the trenches very well. They play physical football where they need to. They have two, they have two great, two, up to three great receivers. And two decent running backs and their defense, as I've said it before, and I'll say it again, the, the Cincinnati Bengals defense seem to just step up when they need them to step up, which is great. And the Bills defense <laughs> seem to just lack everything capable for them to win a game. I was thoroughly surprised by this. I felt sad for the Bills. I'm, I mean, I'm from upstate New York, Rochester, so if, uh, if the Bills don't do too well. It kind of makes me sad a little bit. I wish they would have done better. It seemed like the Bills remind me of uh, they remind me of the uh, uh, the Packers, the Green Bay Packers. The reason why I say this: the Green Bay Packers have this is Green Bay Packers of past. They have high octane offense. They look scary during the regular season, and then in the post in the postseason. They they match up with the San Francisco, they match up with the New York Giants, and they just get eaten up alive. And 
they get eaten up alive physically in the trenches. Buffalo got eaten up today in the trenches. Josh Allen couldn't make throws in the snow. Stefan Diggs wasn't able to, wasn't, he was targeted, but whatever was thrown his way wasn't going his way. It felt like the whole Buffalo squad needed to play in like, needs to be playing in warm weather instead of cold weather. Something is up with the squad. They did not play up to potential today. They didn't even compete with the, with the Bengals because normally, you know, toe to toe, he man versus he man. But that wasn't even the case, which was shocking to me. I thought that uh, had a had a had a the Bills won in the trenches, they probably would have had a chance. But they missed on a bunch of on a couple of opportunities to you know shore up the game, which is sad. But we can say, we can say there's always next year, but that's not a true statement. Year to year, players change, coaches change, schemes change. Buffalo Bill, Buffalo the Buffalo Bills were just not up to the task. The energy that they came with the first game of the season, had they maintained that, they were scary. They were a scary team against the Rams. They didn't play the Rams level. They just took it to them, and now they're playing against the Bengals, and the Bengals took it to took it to the Bills, which is pretty freaking sad. And it's the last thing I was expecting. And the last game that we that I watched today was 49ers Cowboys. The Cowboys started out great, but in all football games, better team ends up dominating and ends up taking control the longer the game goes on. The Cowboys, Dak, you look like a liability on that squad, my boy. Why are you a liability? You're the you're you're the seasoned veteran. Brock Purdy's not. Purdy was putting his team in all all of the all of the right spots to move on. You were putting your team in crappy, crappy spots, man. What happened? How could you let that happen, Dak? Not that I'm a 49ers fan or not that I'm a Cowboys fan either. But I just felt like the 49ers uh, basically dictated the pace and they did what they wanted to do whenever, however they wanted to do it. Christian McCaffrey in the second half there towards the, in the fourth, in the second half, in the fourth quarter, got the game going. And once he got, once they got the running game going, Brock Purdy was pretty much doing whatever he wants, throwing the ball to whoever he wants, and everything was working was like clockwork. So Brock Purdy's a rookie. Will the will the Philadelphia Eagles be the team to stop him, or will this be another year that uh, the uh, that the Forty Niners make it to a Super Bowl? It's very possible. I feel like if the Forty Niners make it, if the Forty Niners make it to the Super Bowl and they face uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati make him out, may come out the AFC, and that'd be a very interesting matchup. Cause Joe Burrow's looks like he's afraid of nothing and nobody, and if that's the case, he wants all the smoke. Smoke and Joe wants all the smoke. Joe Cool wants all the smoke. It's gonna be pretty interesting. So <sighs> Philly, Philly, Philly. Whoever really. I, I, I'm heavily, I may be wrong, but I'm heavily, heavily leaning towards the Bengals as the Super Bowl winners this year. Joe Burrows may go in there in the Super Bowl and go dominate and take it all home. It's playing in Arizona this year. He may take it home, which would be freaking crazy. And nobody would be expecting that from him or the Cincinnati Bengals because they, I mean, they're a good team. You see them as a good team, but they're not like a national a team on the national radar all year long, all season long. They corrected their ship. They righted the ship and they got going. And once they got going, they never stopped. They haven't stopped yet. 
Can't say never stop because there's still one more game before the championship game. You got the AFC championship against the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, can't, well, Kansas City looked to revenge. Well, Kansas City looked to revenge their regular season loss and the postseason loss from last year and the AFC championship. They might want to, but uh, the Bengals may be a tough matchup for them. The Bengals may have the secret sauce to stopping Kansas City. All you Kansas City fans out there, watch out, man. Watch out. Joe Burrows is coming in town, and he's not afraid of you. Joe Burrows is not afraid of, Joe Burrows is not afraid of anybody. So that's going to be very interesting to watch. I can't wait till next weekend, man. It's going to go down, baby. But uh, the Bengals, they got something about them. Kansas City, will Patrick Mahomes be ready in the AFC Championship game? Yeah. I'm hearing he has a high ankle sprain. Will he be ready to go or will they shoot him up with a bunch of drugs to make it so that uh, he's capable and ready to go? Hmm. To be determined. But the Cowboys and the 49ers. Brock Purdy looked more like the seasoned veteran, whereas uh, 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 Dak Prescott looked more like uh, Dougherty throwing interceptions left and right. He became more of an anchor and a liability on his team. Dak Prescott became more of an anchor and a liability on the Cowboys team than Brock Purdy was being a rookie on the 49ers squad. Dak, you need to clean it up in the offseason, man. You had a great game the week before against the Bucks, and now you come up uh, against the 49ers and stink it up. It's not a pretty sight, man. You need to fix it and clean it up, Dak. Brock Purdy looked like... He looked like a, 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 a kingmaker out there today in the fourth quarter. Anything he wanted to do, he did. The 49ers' whole squad really is all complimentary to, to Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy made them, you know, made them look good too. They they all made each other look good. Oh, off of this topic, on to more social topics. This weekend, Shannon Sharp, Uncle Shay Shay, was... Uh, <laughs> former uh, former Super Bowl champ, uh, Hall of Fame football, pl- Hall of Fame tight end, former Baltimore Raven, former Denver Bronco. Shannon Sharp was out at a basketball game. He's a big fan, big fan of LeBron James. He felt the need to defend LeBron or talk, you know, talk up LeBron, saying that uh, some of the Memphis Grizzly players cannot guard LeBron. They said that they said something derogatory towards him, and Shannon Sharp decided <laughs> he wanted all the smoke. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty fit. He's in good. He's in good shape. So, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. But he wanted smoke from John Morant. He wanted smoke from John Morant's father. He wanted smoke from the other guy. I forgot his name. What are you doing, man? You're big time media personality. This is not your, you know, you're known as a respectable uh, sport uh, debate debate guy against uh, Skip, Skip Bayless. You're not known to be, you know, a dude that fights out in public. Shannon Sharp, calm it down. It's only a game. It is only a game. You don't want smoke with those young dudes. They may end up hurting you or you may feel it the next day when you wake up. You can't be trying to fight people on an NBA floor. It's not, you know, grass outside, which is soft. The NBA hardwood floors, they're pretty hard. If you get hit the wrong way, you could break some things. Yeah, you look like you look like you're unbreakable, Shannon, but uh I don't know, bro. Don't go test these young boys. These young boys got it like that. On t- on to uh well, it seemed that uh towards the end of the game there there were some pictures that showed that they made peace. Him and Shannon Sharp and John Morant's father, which is good. Because two grown men should not uh, be (laughs) trying to fight each other in public. (laughs) 
somebody may end up in the hospital with a broken hip. <laughs> Good thing they didn't fight. But uh, on to some Sierra Leone news. So the airport in Sierra Leone, the modern airport's been put together. It'll be opening soon. And I'm hearing uh, through the grapevine that they fired all the Sierra Leoneans and the company that uh, helped build the airport. The new, the new building, the new uh, design, new development is firing all the Sierra Leoneans and uh, putting in only foreign, only their people in places to work at the airport. That doesn't make sense to me. The airport's building my country. The airport's building the country. The, that country's citizens should be working at the airport. It only makes sense. You shouldn't be having foreigners working at the airport. But maybe I got the information wrong and maybe they're trying to teach them something or they're trying to put in place uh, a plan to gently bring them all in and make sure that, you know, they know how to operate the place. But TBD, to be determined. Another topic, Sierra Leone related. The Sierra Leone's women's soccer team, football team, they call them Sierra Leone Queens. The Salon Queens, they had a game on Saturday, on Saturday against uh, the Gambia. They had a game on Saturday against the, Gam- the Gambia at the, at, at, against the Gambia in the, uh, in the stadium in the Gambia. And uh, I don't have the scores off head, but uh, Sierra Leone is making great progress uh, for involving women into sports, not just men. Sports are not just, sports are not just made for men. Women and men like likewise can all compete and uh, interact with each other when it comes to sports. So kudos to them. And I hope these ladies do well. And I hope uh, this inspires other girls in Sierra Leone to uh, want to join sports and uh, live out their dreams. Not just thinking that you have to be born a boy to play sports. You could be born a female as well and uh, dig your knees deep in the trenches into sports. Just like in the wonderful world and the wonderful country of America, boys and girls all play sports if they want to. And there's professional leagues for all of them. Professionally, they play. Professionally, they get paid. It's a career field. It's a job. It's something to do. So kudos to the ladies going against Gambia. And uh, hopefully we keep putting more positive uh, news out there for the Sierra Leonean people. And uh, we keep growing, baby. We keep growing. Today's episode sponsored by 19 Strings for the Harp. You can find it on Amazon and also by fan, uh, by uh, Final Cuts Media. You can find Final Cut Media on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twi- Twitter, and you can find and also shout out shouts out a big shout out to all the Final Cuts Media artists partners. I call them partners because we're partners. Shouts out to all of them. We got Mr. Press. We got uh, Young Shark. We got uh, shout out to Young Shark. Shout out to shout out to Mr. Press. Shout out to Young Shark. Shout out to El Cash. Shout out to Double Two. A big shout out to all of you guys that are trying to make this dream come true uh, of uh, Final Cuts Media. We appreciate y'all. Let's keep pushing. And uh, you can find fan, uh, fan Faces podcast on all streaming platforms. Check us out. Share. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Andrew likes us. Andrew, say hi to the rest of you guys out there. He's not with us today, but hopefully next week we can get, we can all get back together. But uh, for today's episode, I'm going to do the great. I'm out. Hope to hear from you guys. I uh, hope you guys shared the episode. Today was one of the best episodes today, baby. Let's go.